Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. to Forbidden Knowledge News. I'm your host, Chris Matthew. Today my guest is Jeff Harmon. First, a couple of announcements. Our website is ForbiddenKnowledge.news. This is also the Forbidden Knowledge Network. That's where you find some of your favorite podcasts. Forbidden Knowledge News is always on Rockfin, Odyssey, Rumble, and all podcast platforms. Our social media is Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And Rockfin is where you get our premium content. You also get all the premium content from all the creators on Rockfin. Just go to rockfin.com slash FKN plus. That's R-O-K-F-I-N dot com slash FKN plus or click the link in the description. All those links are right there. Today I want to welcome back to the show Jeff Harmon. He is a second generation astrologer and spiritual consultant with over 40 years of experience. He offers detailed personal and business readings using Vedic, Nadi, classical, and astrolocation astrology. He has also solved many paranormal cases involving haunted dwellings, UFO related events, and possession. He has cleared people, homes, and commercial spaces experiencing negative spiritual attachments and has assisted treasure hunters. Jeff, welcome back. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Thanks. Hey, man. It's great to have you back. Always a wonderful conversation. And it's a new year. And since 2020, like I was just telling you, our reality has shifted immensely. And I have a sense that we are still in the beginning phases of an era of extreme changes, both individually and collectively. And based on my own experiences and personal direction, I'm encouraged about our future possibities. I do believe we have a chance to avoid a complete 
technocratic slave state controlled by a Luciferian AI social credit system, but maybe uh-huh. I'm overly optimistic. I don't know. <laughs> but let's start by looking back a little bit at last year and what the stars really predicted versus what happened in reality. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I think what happened the last couple of years is exactly what the cycles in astronomy showed, you know, because, um, you know, for years, people have been asking me, Jeff, what do you think of the Mayan calendar and Nibiru and all that stuff? And I say, so watch out for 220 forward, because that that was the big cycle where fascism came in. And, you know, just like 9-11 and the 2008 and 9 bank crash, I, I could tell you these things have years of effect. And that's what we're seeing right now. You know, you get the war in Ukraine. You've got this global war right now on humanism. Moreover, you've got a global war on energy. And they're blaming it on the climate, you know, that we're all going to die in five minutes if we don't shut off all the, you know, the, the stoves and hot water heaters and and uh, stick, you know, potatoes in our in our gas pipes and go to electric cars, you know. So it's it's crazy. And uh, I, I really believe it's the sun causing a lot of this erratic weather. It, it may even get worse. It's called the grand solar minimum. It's a very, very dangerous cycles that the sun goes through. And it's done this many times before. You know, instead of global warming, we might get global cooling. A lot, a lot of scientists agree with that. Yeah. Now, based on what you understand, where are we in that sun cycle right now? You know, that's a good question. That one I don't have a snappy answer to, but I can tell you that um, I think it's going to go on for a while. It could go on for another 10, 15 years at least, it, and maybe longer. I don't know. And we've recently but started that, entering this phase of, of what the sun is doing, right? Yeah. There's been some X-class solar flares, and that's why I believe we're seeing huge superstorms like we're seeing. And the jet streams have been shifting you know, on and on. So it's been a lot... I think the biggest thing on the fascist side in, in the globalist, you know, versus the nationalist war, the United States seems to be the the chart that's got my, you know, probably most attention. And the reason why the United States, the birth chart of the United States is going through a Pluto return. And it's got a confluence of a series of things that are happening. The first one there's a Neptune square Mars. And, you know, just put a perspective on what does that mean? Well, that happened 180 years ago, right before the Civil War. And even though the Civil War was, again, north and south, this one, I think, is a lot different. I think this is a manufactured infiltration of the United States where a lot of very, very sneaky stuff has been done to grease the palms of a lot of you know politicians and strategically placed district attorneys, governors, etc., to literally tear down and create chaos in the United States. That that's what I would say this is. And when you when you look further at the uh, there's things called primary directions. Um, it's a fancy term for whenever a person is born or a country is born, each rotation of the Earth equals a year. Well. We're now 246 years old in the United States, and we have a primary directed Mars conjuncting the moon this year. It's going to happen late in the year, but it's within orb now. It's really, really strong between now and this uh, fall. And, you know, people say, well, what does that mean? Well, the moon is the general public, and Mars 
is definitely the planet of war, uh, chaos, uh, violence, etc. And I think if things start looking like they're going to get rough for the owners who are really trying to put in communism and fascism uh, by creating chaos, and um, they they will probably unleash a lot of stuff. I think a lot of things that have come across the border aren't just you know immigrants that that they they may actually be a lot of terrorist groups that are strategically planted. And I've heard this from several people, and uh, they apparently have a good finger on where they are. So this is again a war internally that I think you know Eisenhower warned about. Uh, for yeah, you said something time. that kind of piqued my interest. You said globalists versus nationalists. Yeah. What is your understanding of these groups and what they're battling it out about and what their ideologies are? Well, I, I think it's pretty simple. I mean, you you have the people above, you know, we hear George Soros, we hear Klaus Schwab, we hear all these names and the WHO. And, you know, there's clearly an effort right now to create chaos and basically break down the structures of this country. You know, George Washington might have said it best. He said, if you want to destroy a country, the first thing you do is loot its treasury. What have they been doing the last couple of years? They've been looting it, literally. <clears throat> I mean, when you look at the amount of money that has been borrowed and what it's going to, you know, it's it's not going to infrastructure. It's a funding and, and greasing the, the palms of a lot of people on this green energy deal. And you're breaking the backbone of the structures of this country, which, you know, if you turn off petrochemical, and I call it petrochemical because it's not fossil like everyone thinks, you know, every single pundit on the news, they're all parroting in front of their high def cameras. It's fossil fuel. Um, Rockefeller got that put in in the late 1800s, which um, it's not fossil fuel. It, it may be a much more organic process, according to a lot of scientists. And um, it's not dinosaur bones and fish shells that are making this oil. And the proof of that is they, they, the fields seem to replenish themselves somewhere between 70 and 100 years. They start coming back. So um, this is an organic process in the earth. And if you shut that off, I mean, exponentially, look at the cost of everything. It's all gone up. You increase the cost of getting goods to a place, making goods, and you're, you're going to break the backbone of the economic structures of not only the United States, but globally. I'm talking to people who are saying their, their energy bills aren't doubling. They're quadrupling or more or more. And um, and I'm I'm hearing this from Europe. I'm hearing this from Australia, South America, all over. So this is a, a global effort, and you've got the nationalists, which want to keep sovereign countries and their republics or whatever they are, and particularly the United States. When you look at the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, it actually gives everyone freedom. I don't care what your you know, race, gender, all that is, you have freedom. And I think that's probably one of the most incredible documents. The, the more I read it, I, I encourage everyone to read the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. It's pretty, pretty amazing. Um, and its whole design was to prevent fascism. Its whole design was to give freedom to people and rights. And that's exactly what it's called, the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, right? Mm. So um, I, I think... One of the things we're seeing, you know, Kevin McCarthy, now that he's gotten in, 
um, I was actually looking at his inauguration time. And ultimately, I think that's going to have a big effect, even though, you know, Biden's going to rubber stamp everything that comes in and veto it. And so will the Senate. But it's going to have a huge effect because the House does have a lot of power. And at least it puts some balance back in. Not that I'm Republican or Democrat, but at least that um, I would say there's a balance going on here. And, you know, I believe that there are some very powerful people who are, you know, a lot of people call them all these different things, the white hats, the good guys, and all that. But I think there are people that just love their children and their grandchildren, you know, and they want to see this country exist. Because if we keep going on the level and, and trajectory we're going on, we won't have a country. I mean, it's it's going to get destroyed. <clears throat> and this is their MO. They love chaos and that's the problem. And then, oh, my God, there's a big reaction. Please save us. And then they have the solution. And the solution will be a, a global currency, or it might even be a digital currency. I, I don't think they're going to get that one in right away. From what I can see, that looks like maybe more near the end of the decade, they'll be sliding that one in on us. <clears throat> I think people will really revolt on that. Right. Now, before we get too deep, it is. uh, I want to get to that a little bit, too. But before we get too deep into the USA chart, I always hear this saying that millionaires follow astronomy and billionaires follow astrology. And I want to get your thoughts on do you believe that these globalists, those at the top, possibly have individuals like yourself, astrologers on their payroll, just to give them guidance on what moves they should make towards what's agendas at what times? Oh, yeah. There's no question. Well, they, they would have known. Well, you look at 9-11. You know, I mean, I'll be called a conspiracy theorist for this. But, you know, there's been some pretty smart people in, in structural engineering who will tell you that, you know, they don't come down like sparklers from jet fuel. And then you look at Building 7. It was virtual impossibility that you could get the boys in there and roll out the old blueprints and get the charges set while, you know, you've got a terrorist attack going on. That stuff takes a week or two. And that's if you're flying. So there's clearly evidence that some very questionable things went on during that whole. But you look at what was the real reason of that? Well, it was it also got the Patriot Act in and totally changed the global security focus. I mean, never again will you run through an airport and say, "Wait, don't close the door. I'm on. I'm, I'm coming." You know, because now it's they shake you upside down and scan you as you come in. So it's a whole different world, and that that helped usher that in. Let alone it also ushered in twenty plus years of war in the Middle East, in you know very strategic countries. So they knew this was coming, and how did they know that? Well, that was a Saturn Pluto opposition. I remember talking to an astrologer friend of mine. He was a Wall Street astrologer in 2001. And I said, I know something's going to happen here really, really soon. And the next day I saw the towers, you know, coming down like sparklers from jet fuel. Mm. And then the banks crash in 2008 and 9. And that was a federalization of all the banks by the Fed. And, you know, all your major banks now, they still have the same signs hanging on them, but they're they're all federalized. And this has been a slow, steady process of moving towards globalism. This is an agenda that I think has been in play a long time. And they know 
Look, look at COVID. You could have set your watch to when COVID released. And I can tell you that was exactly on the Saturn-Pluto conjunction. So yeah, these people definitely use astrology and they know about the cycles because mm. a lot of things that happen, I don't think could just happen to the degree and depth that they do had they not planned for it or had some things in play. Now, a lot very of smart. Yeah, a lot of what they used to do was to keep us in a state of perpetual conventional warfare. But with all the new technologies and the advent of pandemics and everything that can go along with that uh, cyber warfare, uh, EMPs, do you think that we still have to worry about levels of conventional warfare, tanks on the ground, jets, guns, things like that? I mean, I don't know. I, I think right now it's the game is really changing. I mean, look at Ukraine. The arms manufacturers are probably doing cartwheels right now with happiness with all the money they're making with shipping all those arms over there. So, yeah, it's still going to be a conventional, I think, world. But the United States has sophisticated stuff. I mean, we've moved into lasers, particle beams, directed energy weapons, uh, and some very sophisticated stuff no one's even heard of. And I, I really believe if China moves on Taiwan and um, if we ever get into a clash with Russia, I mean, you hear Petraeus, you hear the generals, you know, Petraeus let it leak out. He said, well, if if, if Putin releases a, a tactical nuke, we'll just take out his whole fleet. And you know what? I think they can. Um, I think there's stuff that the secret military has that is... I think they're so advanced in AI and new unmanned craft, et cetera, et cetera. It's, it's getting a bit close to Terminator. And um, and I think they'll be there real soon if they're not there already. And, and they may be. They they actually may be. They, they may be even beyond it for, from what I've heard in certain areas in terms of what they're doing with AI and genetics and all this. It's pretty wild. You know, we see these movies like X-Men and so on and so forth. And you you got to say, well, that's a Hollywood movie, right? But I think from, you know, some of the stuff that I've heard, and, and I don't, know or claim to know everything but i can tell you that i've heard bits and pieces from people who are in some pretty interesting places and they're well aware see now another reason for this and this is the other one that you know george washington when he uh formed the revolutionary army there was a conjunction of jupiter and saturn in the sky and i believe the masons knew this this was the beginning of a new era and it was from 1762 forward, there was a Jupiter-Saturn conjunction. And people listen to me and say, well, Jupiter and Saturn conjoins every 20 years. Yes, it does. But every about a thousand years, and it's not exactly close because years are a little different than what we call synodic cycles in astrology. So about every thousand years, they will join in fire trines. So Jupiter and Saturn did that. In fact, you can take this all the way back to the flood of Noah. And there are secret zodiacs and secret conjunctions that are really wild with fixed stars and secret zodiacs. And they know this stuff. <clears throat> and uh, the secret societies were really interesting. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. 
Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, you take people like George Washington and, and the Masons. You know, the Masons get a lot of heat from the religions. Oh, they're all evil and devil worshipers. I, I don't believe that. You, you couldn't create the Constitution and the Bill of Rights like they did if you were you know, demonic and not in the best interest of humanity. And a lot of these people like Thomas Paine and and uh, Benjamin Franklin and so many others that were involved that we don't know their names, and a lot of them we do know their names, but um, they were really into a lot of theories about multidimensional universes. There was a lot of war between them and the church. And I think they knew this era was coming in, just like we had in 2020, not only do we have COVID, but we had a Jupiter-Saturn conjunction, which was 240 approximate years later in the air trine. Now people say, okay, great. What does that mean? Well, that only happens once approximately every 200, you know, about a quarter of a millennia, you know, literally about, about every 240 to 250 years. It's not exact. And this was ushering in an exceedingly high-tech era. Not that we're not there already, just like, you know, steam was beginning to be invented and mass production. It was a lot of things. The Industrial Revolution just didn't happen. It was a slow evolution in that direction, all through the 17 and 1800s, all the way up to now. Just like we have an infrastructure now that is, you know, so full of microprocessors and already we have the the platform and foundation to move into this. But it's interesting about these astrological energies because they're like trigger points. Now all of a sudden you start hearing everyone talking about it and we need change and, you know, new world and all this stuff, the new era. So it's all there. We're hearing it on the tips of everyone's tongues and the owners at the top of the pyramid who really print the money. And I think have a lot to do with Hollywood's whole agenda and societal's media agenda there. You can clearly see something directs all of society's you could say agendas because um, it takes a lot of money to do that oh. and uh, they they have been really busy at this whole woke agenda and all this other stuff ever since 2020 so when you look at the confluence of energies and i believe yes these people knew this they knew the saturn pluto was coming in but they also knew the jupiter saturn conjunction some astrologers don't agree with me because they'll say well that didn't happen you know it actually happened in the the sidereal conjunction of the two happened in the fall of 2019 but it was really the, the, and I got to say, the tropical conjunction won on this one. It was precisely on the winter solstice of 2020. And that's right when we saw the whole fiasco here with the politics and the election and everything else. And we saw a very aggressive agenda being implemented globally. And uh, COVID was certainly the, uh, 
the tear through the um, the reality, you could say, in time uh, to to make that happen. Yeah. And uh, I don't I don't think that was uh, just by chance. I think they knew it was coming. Right, right. Well, twenty twenty three has to be an extremely energetic year just to begin with when especially when we look at some of these extremely negative aspects and agendas and the amount of people that have succumbed to it we have these new of course sads sudden adult death syndrome we have mm-hmm. very seemingly healthy athletes dropping dead or having heart attacks very suddenly and this is all new we never saw this five ten years ago and it's it seems to be accelerating and, and happening at on a larger scale and we're seeing more and the good thing about it is we're seeing more people actually realize this more healthcare officials starting to speak up about this maybe a too little too late but what do you think the the stars have said and continue to tell us about what's going on with this? Well, yeah, I mean, there's it's clearly this goes right parallel with what I was saying before. This is a global agenda to, I think, alter and put in transhumanism. I think they have uh, a lot of very high tech stuff in some of these. Uh, vaccinations. Uh, a lot of people have said it who who know a lot more about it than I do. And this is a movement uh, in eugenics as well. I mean, you you literally you hear it. They, they they think they can eliminate half to three quarters of the people and um, you know replace us all with AI or at least cheap labor. And uh, the um, I, I can tell you that that is an agenda that I think is well underway, and it's something that many of these new one world orderers talk about. And, you know, like Joe Rogan just said on a podcast recently, why isn't George Soros in jail? And when you look at the paper trail of the funding and the amount of money that has been funneled in to fund a lot of these people getting in, allowing crime, allowing people out on the streets. And, you know, what? what's the purpose of it? Well, chaos. See, if you get, and, and that's another reason they want to break the middle class. It's clear what's happening. I've talked to really intelligent economists, and they're saying the only purpose you would want to do what they're doing, the way they're doing it, and spending, and then thwarting all the energy. I mean, there's nothing wrong with free energy. I mean, I think it's great, and I think it exists, but they don't have it ready, and they're not releasing it. So this isn't a thing about saving the planet. It's a thing about breaking the economy. And if they do that, what'll happen? People will scream, please feed us. If the food lines get so short and the supplies get so short, and this is not a fallacy. I'm talking to people in every facet of business, and they're all saying our costs are going up. It's harder and harder to get things. People are waiting for parts from automobiles to housing, you know, and what they're not waiting for is really increased in, in cost. So again, if you if you destroy the petrochemical industry, which pretty much Biden has done. And there's been an aggressive agenda. I, I don't even believe it's Biden. Uh, I don't think Biden and Harris could tie their shoes together. No. And um, I really don't. I, but but I can tell you it's the owners at the top of the pyramid. Mm. And then look what the Fed is doing. The Fed is doing the exact opposite of what it should be doing. It's raising interest rates, making money less available 
to a flourishing economy. So this is very transparent, what's happening. And where does it end up? Well, it ends up with everyone going broke, their liquidity is gone, and all of a sudden is like, God, please save us, right? And you get people hungry, and if they can't you know, get around, it, and it could get that bad if it's not stopped. All of a sudden, they'll come in and say, well, we've got the solution. You all can get your government stipend. We saw the version of that in COVID. You know, everyone got got their free money. And um, this is exactly how it worked in Russia. You know, Stalin uh, literally, I, I think, got sick and tired of the hit squads on the farmers and said, well, this is getting too expensive. Let's just starve them out. And he did. He starved millions of people out. And, of course, what was the solution? Well, the government will give you money and you do what we tell you to do. You live where we tell you to live. And this is more of a reality now, if we're not careful, than ever before. Everyone's on the internet. Now they're talking about a carbon tax and a credit score even to be on the internet. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah it's I mean, think about yeah. that. I think yeah, uh, and, it's uh, and if they go digital currency and all of a sudden you go into a store, well, wait a minute, you, you bought too many of those. That's it. Turn, turn this currency off. So this is a future that is not very pleasant if it's allowed to happen. And I think only, you know, the tenets in the Constitution and the Bill of Rights would would allow us to continue as a free society. And even today, when you look at how complex society has gotten, those same, you know, elements in the Constitution and the Bill of Rights still really work. It's pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of foresight. It's, it's definitely a critical time, and we need to be aware, especially of what we could be looking at. And that being said, we should pull up. I know you've been working on a USA chart that kind of shows what the what the stars are are predicting energy wise and where we're headed. And uh, now would be a good time to pull that up and take a look. Yeah. So the um, interesting thing about this chart is the United States, for the first time in 28 to 30 years, has had Saturn, the planet of karma, over the south node. This is the birth chart of the United States, this inner square box. And the outer box is what we call transits. It's what's in the sky as we speak. And I can tell you one of the most important things is Saturn, uh, literally uh, tomorrow, will be going over the United States moon. In fact, here, I'll animate that for you. I'll put up a time tool and you'll actually see here that, um, let me get the computer here to work. Um, you can see today is the 16th when they're we're taping this. Oh, watch tomorrow, 17th, bingo. Saturn jumps right up over the moon. And people might say, okay, great. What does that mean? Well, that only happens once every 28 and a half to 29 years. You can see what I'm referring to here. I'm putting a red circle around it right there. That is Saturn. And people say, okay, great. Saturn is the cross over the crescent of the moon. It is the planet of karmic release. And you know, there's there's a lot. I, I encourage people to go to my YouTube channel. We just put up a, a decent video on an introduction to what karma means, you know, because us Westerners, we hear karma, we think it's always bad. It can be good, too. It's usually when past things have built up on kind of a psychic level and they release. So this is a huge factor for the United States. I think the bigger one is this one here. I'll show you. This is the other chart on the United States. And that is 
something we have going on called a Pluto return. And now I know a lot of people listening say, well, I heard Pluto was not a, a planet anymore. Well, I can tell you, Pluto, it it's really shows up in, in astrology as very strong in location astrology. You can see where I'm circling right here. This is the United States birth chart Pluto on the inner wheel while I'm circling. The outer wheel is transiting Pluto. And in the sidereal zodiac, this is happening three times throughout 2000 late 23 and into 2024. And people say, well, what does it mean? Well, I would tell you that Pluto is the destroyer. It it literally will either destroy the country or it will be the phoenix rising out of the ashes. And proof of this is <clears throat> you look back on certain countries that we have at least records of when they were formed. Like I think the Roman Empire is probably one of the better examples. Um, the Roman Empire divided. It actually split up on the first Pluto return. The second one, it completely dissolved. It only lasted just short of 500 years. So Pluto's synodic cycle is somewhere between 240 and 250 years. It's not exact. Well, the United States is exactly 246 years old as we speak. So it's a very powerful cycle. And even to the skeptics, I say, well, you know, it certainly seems to be happening. Have you ever seen another time in the United States history that it's been this insane? And it has. It's really, really been insane. So this is a, a powerful, powerful time in our in our history. Moreover, and this is the other one, we have um, the Neptune squaring Mars, another way to show you that. You can actually see it here um, if you look on uh, the outer wheel. This is transiting Neptune right here, and it is making a 90-degree square to the birth chart Mars of the United States. Well, another way to look at this in astrology, this is kind of a cool tool. This is actually called a graphic ephemeris. And um, here, let me just uh, clear that. Uh, so if I put up this, you will see uh, that it allows us to see in time when something happens. Well, we've got something that's been happening three times, um, and the final hit is right here uh, where I'm circling. Um, that is called the Neptune Square Mars. Now, that actually happened back in 1860. I think it was 1861. And what happened was uh, the Civil War broke out right after that. And this one, I don't see, you know, we don't have a situation like we had in 18, in the 1860s. Um, and, but I do see a situation that is really tenuous. And this is between the fascism that's coming in and the chaos, the crime. And again, this is a war between the globalists and the nationalists. So this is very concerning. The other one that's really important, and these are the two that are probably most troublesome. And I've been mentioning this on some of my podcasts on my YouTube channel. I encourage people to go to my YouTube channel. Just go to Jeff Harmon Astrology, and it'll be right there. So what you'll see here, these are called solar arc or primary directions. When I change this, and you can see now, on the outer wheel, this is a, what we call a primary directed chart. So you can see right here, Mars 
is literally going to a conjunction of the moon and it's happening in the third house. So hopefully this won't happen, but it could spell a lot of chaos and trouble this year. And you can see right here where I'm circling, that is the Mars conjuncting the moon. And even more problematic is in 2024, we're going to have primary directed Saturn conjunct the United States Mars. So these two energies, by the way, have never happened before. They can never happen again. Well, they actually can another 360 years from now. So it took 240 years, just to put a perspective on this, for Mars to go from here in the United States birth chart to right here. That's 246 degrees, which would equal 246 years. So this is pretty powerful stuff. Um, to say the least. And I can tell you, I've looked back at times when, you know, like World War One and World War II, we've had very powerful things go on in these, what we call primary directions. So it's pretty powerful stuff. Right. And uh, I think we're going to see, you know, quite possibly the next couple of years, a lot of things happen. Now, it could also turn out to be we are the phoenix rising out of the ashes and i actually get that that's more probable than not i don't think the globalists in the end are going to win on the on the country um and the reason why i think there's too many people in very high places who it, the real battle here is between who gets the control of the money the printing of the money of the united states and also the secret military weaponry because um I think if we got in a fight with Russia and China right now, an all-out fight, I think we'd, we'd wipe them both out in really short amount of time. That's what I think. I, I think, you know, when you look at the structures that are in play above the District of Criminals, which I refer to as Washington, D.C., it's been infiltrated, you know, and, and there is a whole network running this place far above the politics. The politics certainly matter and they do rubber stamp laws but look at the proof of this you know this omnibus bill and most of the major bills that get passed are so complex they're designed by these teams of law firms that takes a lot of money to do that stuff and most of the senators and the congressmen get this stuff on their desk they're told to run it through or horrible consequences will happen like you know we won't have you know money to run the government so they all rubber stamp it and put it through because it would take a legal team weeks and possibly months to even determine what these things mean and so there is definitely forces going on and eisenhower mentioned this he he warned against this you know he called it the military industrial complex and really what it, my understanding of it is there's a whole network of people up above the government. And, you know, George Carlin might have been right. You know, forget the politicians. You have owners. They they literally own this place. They print the money because all this money that keeps pouring in and pouring in and pouring in, where is it coming from? You know, who's got a bank that can lend this? It's the perfect monopoly. And it seems to be these bankers that are not of this country there. You know, Wilson gave it to him. Th Thomas Jefferson might've said it best. He said, if anybody ever gets the power to print our money, there will be more 
dangerous than any standing army. And uh, Wilson gave it to him. And this is, you know, you look at Kennedy. What killed Kennedy, in my opinion, was he was trying to print treasury notes outside of the Fed. And they took him out. So we have, you know, we always hear about this stuff, about the CIA and the secret ops and all these, you know, black ops and all this stuff. Is it true? I, I absolutely believe it is. And and um, from, you know, my corner of the world, I've heard it absolutely is. And you've got a very dangerous world right now because everything we do, like what you and I are saying right now, goes through servers and they've got supercomputers. You know, there's nobody sitting there listening to us right now, uh, but they flag it. They, they have all these uh, parsing programs that can not only, they don't care where you shop, they care what you think and what your agendas are like, what your probabilities are, personality traits. You know, we hear this all the time when some horrible crime is committed. Well, the FBI knew all about them, was watching them. <laughs> yeah, but they didn't yeah. do anything. Did they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I think it makes I, you wonder sometimes, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. I think another good thing about what is occurring with people waking up is Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They are actually moving too fast for, for too many people to adjust to. I think that they're they're trying to put forward too many crazy agendas that people aren't even ready for yet, especially with this transhuman thing, the sexualization oh, yeah. of children, the feminization of men, masculinization of women. It's gotten so crazy that people are raising an eyebrow to it, and they're like, I'm not going to participate in this. So I think they're making a lot of mistakes by trying to force all these ideologies on us a little bit too quickly. Yeah. Well, it's, it's the people at the top of the pyramid that know where which screw to turn to make all this happen. You know, usually evil never prevails. You, you look backwards in time, you know, everybody quotes Hitler, but you, you, you look at, you know, that that is actually a very interesting thing to quote is the whole Germany thing. They call us two world wars. So I guess it's worth talking about them. Right. And, you know, had von Braun not come here and many of the scientists, Einstein, so on and so forth, I don't know that the United States would have gotten the bomb prior to Hitler. And what, what do you think would have happened had he gotten the bomb? He'd have used it. Um, and even the United States used it very sparingly in Japan. And there was a lot of debate whether they even wanted to use the nuclear weapon. And I've heard also, too, a lot of spiritual and extraterrestrial forces, I believe, are protecting this planet. I really do. Because one of the things I've been exposed to with Nadi astrology, which is very ancient, comes out of India. It's it's a, a branch of Vedic astrology. And it clearly shows that we are in a matrix here. This whole solar system is a matrix of the soul. And um, it's quite stunning when you study this type of astrology, it's a totally different type of astrology than any type of astrology I've seen in the past. It looks at all these various yogas. You can see the parents, you can see um, you know, the siblings, and on and on and on. And you can look into the karmic path. So this gets into a whole other realm 
that we're not just dealing with a bunch of bad guys here. We're really dealing with good and evil. And mm. I think the demonic spirits have to be brought in here. We hear about the child trafficking. We hear about all this crazy stuff and cannibalism and, you know, desexualizing and, and all this stuff that's been going on. It is a demonic agenda. And this is nothing new. This is, if you look back in time, uh, throughout history, there's always been demonic forces trying to destroy societies. Um, if you've ever heard of the Tartarian uh, stuff, where there's overwhelming evidence, in my opinion, that we have had advanced areas of civilization and architecture that has been completely destroyed, mm -hmm. or at least hidden at best. And um, there may have been free energy. So our our whole historical past is probably largely a lie and um they're rewriting history as we go right now all right yeah they are so what yeah. are these forces they're very demonic forces and when you look into what what would cause all this horrible stuff that's going on with child trafficking sacrificing all this stuff it's very demonic and i can tell you that I think the evil spirits are involved here right down to the molecular level. Evil is a pervasive thing, but so is good. And the, the interesting thing is good always wins, even though the demonics cause a tremendous amount of trouble and a lot of death and a lot of destruction. In the end, good always prevails. And the proof of that is, and this goes right back to many of the core elements in, in the religions, the evil spirits, I, I believe, are held here in abeyance at a very deep, deep molecular level and probably beyond. I, they seem to be involved in birth and death itself and decay and birth. Uh, they're forced to do it. And uh, in Nadi astrology, you really get an opportunity to see that, you know, this solar system isn't just a bunch of stars and planets. It's actually a matrix of the soul, which is quite profound. And um, every person I see exit the physical plane typically has certain aspects with the moon's nodes. Um, the eclipse points in the moon are very, very interesting things. So um, the cycles of astrology are absolutely stunning how accurate they are. And again, you know, people who don't believe in astrology, it really is astronomy. The ancient astrology was astronomy and, and is astronomy. It truly is. And I was a skeptic on astrology back in the 70s when I first got into it. And then I thought, come on. I said, you know, this stuff doesn't work. And then my mother uh, said, well, you, you know, before you knock it, try it. And I did. I started looking at it. I said, well, that is way beyond chance. You're right. That happened here. And this girl's like that or whatever I was looking at. right? And um, it was pretty amazing. And then the more I started studying it in the 80s and the 90s, particularly, um, I really found, wow, this stuff is amazing. And I can tell you, no one will ever figure it all out. The Vedantic stuff in India will blow your hair back. It actually talks about how every cycle is creation, sustenance, and destruction. These are the cycles of this physical realm, this earth, this place. And, you know, we're just 
sojourners here. We're souls having a physical experience, and we're very blocked from that. They actually say this little mark we have right here between our nose and our upper lip is the mark to make us forget. And you know, there's so much overwhelming evidence in psychiatry, psychology, parapsychology, that no one dies. The spirit, psyche, and soul reabsorb, and there's reincarnation. You know, our, our fine friends in Rome who were murdering each other for the first three to 500 years uh, threw all those doctrines of reincarnation out. But yet Judaism has it. Hinduism has it. Uh, so many of their, even many sects of Christianity have it. So uh, Christian science particularly. So this is really uh, most of your ancient cultures, the American Indians, uh, so, so many different cultures, many African tribes, all knew reincarnation was an absolute certainty. And we leave here. So Earth seems to be a soul cauldron, that's what I like to call it, of experience. And every one of us will be born, we will grow, we will mature, and we will atrophy, and we will die. And that whole process seems to be forced, at least at this time, on on um and what the hell is time think about time time what is it what is a day a day is the cycle of the earth and if you're a flat earther it's still the the cyclic cycle of the astronomy and um you know you look at a year it's just the cycle around the sun and a month is the moon and the v vedantic documents are mind-blowing how, how much knowledge there was in there and there's a really good video that i have on my youtube channel <clears throat> that gets into a little bit of the documents uh about this stuff and um you know, like Lisa Marie Presley, who just passed away. And I thought, God, how horrible. You know, she's only 54 years old. And I started looking at her naughty astrology, and you can see it. She probably had a lot of <clears throat> really challenging times the last couple of years. And she looked like she might have been in ill health and not feeling really well. And I can tell you, she was right on uh, when, when she exited the plane. And... Um, well, you know, I want to get really deep into the spiritual aspects of this. You mentioned that this is indeed a battle of good versus evil, a spiritual war. And it would make sense that if evil spirits or demonic beings are in control, because we we both know that they those day, the globalists, they have all the money they could ever want. This is not about money. It's not even really about power because they have all the power they, they, they could already want. This is about some kind of energetic, energetic siphoning or something having to do with the power that we hold as humans that whatever these entities are either mm -hmm. they thrive off it feed off it or live off it and that could be the possibility of what is keeping all this evil perpetually going that's right well that's right and and i can tell you like there was documents suppressed by the roman catholic church uh, where there was even Christian doc doctrines in the Nag Hammadi library talking about archons that were stealing souls. See, this is what it's all about when you really, really get into this. It, see, the lower conscious mind, I, I love to show this diagram. I'm going to put this diagram up. Give me yeah. just a second here to see if I can locate it. Um, and well, I'll have it up so you guys don't have to watch me fish for it. Um, this There's two diagrams I use kind of repeatedly because they're so valuable to demonstrate what I'm speaking about. So let me come back here now and I'll share the screen and you can see what I'm talking about. So if I come in here 
and we do that and then we jump back over here this little diagram right here all right there we go um is a very very valuable diagram why because hang on this thing keeps flipping around sorry about that there we go so what i love about this diagram here is this actually is a system out of a text called the Share Hagilgum. Share means gate or gates, or Sharar is another way they say it, Sharar. You'll see it's spelled two ways. The, the one text that's out right now says Sharar. Sharar just means gate in Hebrew. And Hagilgum means cycling of the souls. Well, in that, they have a model. They say uh, when we're dropped down into this world, you could say, in, in, in our dimension called earth that the spirit psyche and soul form something in the womb called the nefesh and you can see i'm circling it right here nefesh is a strange word in aramaic and hebrew that would kind of mean the interactive consciousness now isn't this interesting we're hearing a lot of people say well they're now creating clones that they try and put your personality into. There was a movie about this with Tony Goldwyn and I think uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger a long time ago. I think it was back in the 80s. An interesting movie. I can't remember the title. But where someone would get shot or killed and then they'd be reborn again. They would DNA clone their body and then put their consciousness into it. Well, isn't that an interesting uh, scenario? And I hear they're trying to do stuff like this right now. I don't know how successful they've been at it. But I can tell you there are ancient documents, particularly in the uh, rabbinical texts, that talk about, and this is where the golem comes from, that talk about you can actually raise someone from the dead for a period of seven years. Hmm, have we ever heard that story before? Well, how about Lazarus, right? And I've heard this has been done by certain rabbis who have been very advanced and very, very blessed. Um, one of my favorite persons to refer to is the Magus of Strobilos. He, um, he didn't do that, but he certainly did miraculous healings that were documented and recorded through x-rays and other things that were stunning. I mean, stunning. He could rebuild bones. He could remove gangrene. He could take pain away um, and really alter the karmic evolution of the destruction of the physical body on a lot of people. He would heal them, literally. And this is in theory. It's it's ab absolutely amazing. I encourage people to read the Magus of Strovolos. So where am I going with all this? Well, when we're born... And this is really interesting because the naughty astrology parallels all this stuff. We seem to carry with us the, you could say, genetic imprint of our karmas, not only of ourselves, but it's like the DNA, if you will, of the soul. And this is etheric energy that is believed to travel with us from lifetime to lifetime to lifetime. And that's this white energy that's going along. Well, back to this diagram and this model, which is very, very demonstrative of what I'm trying to say. The lower conscious mind is not us. See, we all have our personality. Proof of this is in mind control. If you traumatize someone enough or you take an animal or a dog, I've seen this in police training. My uncle was a very advanced canine. He was a Green Beret, and then he, he got into um, training dogs and was, was really quite good at it. And these dogs are incredible, just like a horse. You can take a human being or any you know being of, of reasonable intelligence, and you can change 
their whole outlook and reprogram. This is the whole theories behind like X-Men and the Born Identity, a lot of these movies. And this is well known in the military circles. That's one of the principles of basic training. Break down your reality structure and rebuild it to the way you want it, right? No matter what they say, it's yes, sir, and follow that order without question. Now, there's nothing wrong with that in a military situation because you need that type of a command and hierarchy. Same thing in police forces. You can't have the police officers changing their mind and doing whatever they want, right? But here's the point. All of us have a conscious mind that is believed to form in the womb. And this is some really cool psychology. It's not us. Your proof of, of that is go move to another part of the country that has a different accent. And pretty soon you're going to start taking a little bit of that on. You see what I'm saying? So we're all influenced. We're all like silly putty. Uh, the lower conscious mind is very malleable and impressionable. And this is why many people get depressed. There was studies done in the military back in the 40s, 50s, and 60s, where they were saying, well, how efficient is a human being? How efficient can we be, right? I think at best, we were hitting 50s and 60s. Why? Got to go to the bathroom. I'm hungry. I got to sleep. I'm tired. You know, I can't do this anymore. My arm hurts. So human beings, in terms of raw, hardcore efficiency, aren't that efficient. Why? We're spiritual beings having a physical experience. So the lower conscious mind, and, and you know, they came to that conclusion a long time ago. Well, it's you know, that's where Terminator comes in, right? Efficiency, robotics never breaks down except you gotta re repair the bearings or whatever wears out, right? It's programmed. So there's a demonic element to society as a whole. I mean, you how many people live their lives in a job they don't like, and then they turn 65 and they get that 401k that seems to vanish right when they go to get it. And then the uh, they end up with cancer and they die, or they're old and feeble and they can't function as much anymore. So some people you know, don't follow that path, but a lot do. Uh, so the lower conscious mind in society in a lot of ways is a conditioned you know, set of, you could say, parameters. And it's fine. You have to have a functioning society and we all have to have our reality systems, but it's not us. It is the interface. I call it the keyboard, the mouse, and the screen that we interface with or the steering wheel, the brakes, and the gas pedal and all that. So it's our interface to these miraculous bodies, but it ain't us. And what's interesting is they say when death happens, that conscious mind stays intact. It's called a psychonoetic, you know, kind of force, if you will. And it's it, it apparently we see and hear just like we do in these bodies. And there's a lot of evidence to that. And those, you could say, psychic noetic packages reabsorb into either reincarnation or after a certain period of time, we reabsorb into something called the Haya. See, the, the conscious mind is called the Nefesh, the spirit which sustains us is the Rosh. And that is what's causing all our blood pressure and our digestive and all the miraculous things we don't think about, our immune system, which is stunning, stunning. I mean, are you thinking about what your stomach's doing right now to digest the food you ate before we get online here? I'm not. <laughs> you know, But a good thing, something is because it's pretty miraculous and maintaining our heartbeat and all the miraculous, you know, things that the immune system does 
far beyond anything we can think of, including the neurological stuff that's going on and the, and the muscular neurological connections in the body. Stunning, stunning. I mean, the dexterity we all have is stunning. So anyways, long story short, when we exit the body, it is believed the neshma is a place that seems to share these not only family, but karmas that we have interconnected in past lives with other people. And the naughty astrology really gets into this. It's deep, deep, deep stuff. And the solar system, the astrology is actually shadowed reflections, totally different than any modern sun sign astrology. Everybody running around, oh, I'm a Pisces, I'm an Aries. It's a bunch of crap. If you look at naughty astrology, um, it actually has detailed mathematical, uh, you could say a matrix in the birth chart that I, no one fully understands. I don't, but the little bit I do, it's profound. Um, and this was said to have been communicated to the ancient rishis in India and Southeast Asia by angels and spirits and extraterrestrials, whichever you, you pick. So there's something way beyond on planet Earth going on than just, you know, our reality. And I believe that there's very divine angelic forces and quite possibly extraterrestrials because we hear about this. We hear the military guys. I've, I've literally there's you can jump on Netflix and watch it or or YouTube. There's many people. The, the, I think it was the head of the North American NORAD missile command. This guy, I, I literally heard him say, we have seen light orbs around our installations, and we've been told that utter destruction of the world will not be allowed. We'll stop it. And they're replacing circuit boards afterwards. Things don't work. So there seems to be forces on this world that are far above what we know are going on. I believe that's where you're at when we talk about not only globalism and nationalism, but about the direction of the human race. The demonics seem to get a lot of force here. They, they really do cause a lot of trouble, but I don't think they can go too far. Um, there's too many souls here having a physical experience. And you know, we hear about axis tips and all that. I believe the axis will tip after enough souls have purified and rectified here. And that's what I think the earth is. I think it's a, a place of purification and rectification. Um, and no matter how smart we get in the lower intellectual mind, we're never going to figure all this out because it is far beyond, I think, uh, human comprehension. Even science is, is hitting the wall and saying, mm. wow, you know, in quantum physics, they're saying the same thing. They're saying something very intelligent is holding all this together because it's too orderly and it acts, it, it, it matter actually acts with consciousness. Well, uh, look at this diagram. This is one of my favorite diagrams. They, they say the upper angelic forces, which is the worlds of absolute where souls are created is 49 dimensions and 49 subdimensions. There's no astrology. There's no astronomy up here. The next world's down. Briah is where the waters of creation get far more dense. Again, 49 dimensions and 49 subdimensions. It's the Yetzirahic worlds. There's actually a text in the ancient Hebrew 
called the Sefer Yitzira, which means the Book of Formation. Yitzira just means formation. This is where the rotating galaxies are. And they talk about all these multi-dimensions. There, there could be 49 parallel universes and 49 sub-dimensions in each one. <laughs> I don't know about you, buddy, but that's way beyond my comprehension. And they say these upper angels are holding this together. And what's even more stunning is the fabric of our souls may be bleeding down through the Briatic worlds. This may be why the stars are so bright, is they're pinholes. They're, they may be literally multidimensional portals that are pouring down the divine energies of creation, which is way beyond just, you know, all the light spectrums and magnetics and all the things that we're talking about, even though it's that for sure, because it's measurable. But I think it's much more than that. Well, um, I think this would be a great kind of thing to segue for the last few minutes that we have is to talk about what your understanding of our true cosmology is. Right. I mean, we know that NASA has lied about a lot of things and that <laughs> the the traditional yeah. model of space is not exactly what they're presenting, but there's a lot of discovery coming out, and it's very interesting to look at the possibilities of what is actually beyond our atmosphere. And according to this, there are just multiple types of dimensional realities, and contained within those, we have galaxies and what we understand as, as our universe, right? Yeah, that, that's what I would say. And I mean, no one, I, I don't have this figured out. What, what I love is, you know, I, I've had the opportunity to poke around with a lot of different, very smart people um, in various different sciences and religions and you know i certainly don't no one's anyone who makes a presumption that they've got this figured out good luck um yeah. what i love is is prying into some of the ancient texts and making a comparative analysis to what astrology is and what it isn't and clearly this is a matrix they say the guardian angel ties us to the embryo at conception not a birth, a conception, by a silver cord, like a, an attachment. And then when we exit the womb at first breath, that's when the spirit psyche is and soul is tied in permanently for the duration of the life. But they do it at a time when the celestial influences match the path and the karma of the soul. So now, you know, all back to globalism and the end of the world and the United States and all this stuff, what's really happening on this planet is it's a much more divine sacred place than I think anyone's giving it credit for a lot of times. And that is there's something going on here that seems to be a journey of the soul. It, there's a, a little cartoon people may remember it. It came out in the late fifties, early sixties. I love that little cartoon. It's called Mr. Wizard. Google it. It's on the internet. And Mr. Wizard would send the little Tudor turtle into realities like our lifetimes, right? And then everything would get all screwed up and he'd holler, Mr. Wizard, Mr. Wizard, please save me. And he'd go, twizzle, 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 dumb. And he'd spin him through this time tunnel and he'd come back home. And then he'd get to go back and be a doctor or a fireman or whatever he wanted. So in a lot of ways, and I don't mean to demean our lives into a cartoon, but but it's kind of like that in, a, in an analogy. And, and it seems like there is no time. You know, you, 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 again, the synodic cycles of the astronomy of this planet, no matter what it is, are certainly our reality for now. But if you step outside of that, what is time? 
every unit of time we have on this planet is derived by the cycles of the sun and the moon and the celestial influences, particularly the sun and the moon, um, the rotation of the earth on its axis or the cycle of the sun in its its daily diurnal functions and, di and nocturnal functions. So we are, you know, what is reality? You see, that that's the whole thing. And this is a... Um, a really interesting thing is very real here. That's for sure. But one thing I see about Nadi astrology is I see people be successful. I see people go through really challenging periods um, and unusual periods exactly when the cycles of astrology show. Location astrology is another one that's absolutely stunning. And I can tell you that, um, you know, again, I don't believe astrology. I see that it's accurate. I see that the astronomy on each individual soul is exceedingly accurate. And um, it, it's very advanced stuff. I mean, when you have the tools like we have today with uh, uh, computer programs, mm -hmm. so absolutely amazing. Like I'm doing readings every day, and I, I get a chance to apply this stuff. And it's really a blessing when, when I think about it because, you know, I've got all these you know, different things I've been studying over the years. And it's very fascinating to see, you know, like when I do a reading, immediately you can see whether the father was, you know, a rageaholic, an alcoholic, or were they really good people or scholarly or whatever they were. You know, you can see the traits of the mother. You can see a lot of the ups and downs that we all go through. And uh, I don't believe astrology predicts the future. I think it predicts the unfoldment of energies through what we call time. And that's what I was just about to ask you. It's probably more the outcome of, of what all the possibilities really depend on more of our reaction to these energies, right? And there's where free will comes in. Because a lot of people say, well, I don't think we have free will when you really study Vedic astrology. And I absolutely disagree. We do have free will. We do have to take responsibility for our actions because you, if you, it's like a driver going down the road. If you're watching all your conditions and you're reacting appropriately, you'll probably get by for the most part without any accidents. Um, but if you're not, you know, if you're texting or just not paying attention or being attentive or even aware of the consequences of certain actions, you're probably going to have a really bad day. So, um, you know, it's very analogous to that. So I, I, I like the fact that a lot of times when I do readings, it gives people hope, you know, because I see people very depressed right now. It's a really tough time. And um, it is encouraging. And even in these tough times, even the toughest of times, everyone's going to have their cycles. And this is why I don't believe the demonic forces who are really behind a lot of this. I mean, look at George Soros. I mean, George Soros looks like the Sith in Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I mean, these people look evil. They sound evil and they talk evil. Yeah. I mean, they really are. And I think people need to consider the possibility that um, we have some very demonic energies behind some of these people very demonic i mean look at their actions you know there's an old saying you know know them by their fruits well there's a little truth to that one you know and and we see what's going on with with this whole fiasco on the government right now it's virtual insanity and we see the double-tiered system you know and um 
it's it's they're clearly urinating down our backs and telling us it's raining that's the neptune square mars see when you really step back and forget about astrology being the work of the devil right that's been programmed into a lot of people in the modern day world and you just look at it as astronomy and say okay is there any correlation between what's going on in the world and what the astronomy says <laughs> you bet there is mm -hmm. and uh, I mean, it's right on. I mean, you could have set your watch to COVID coming out. Could have yeah. set your watch to it. I mean, the media pulled the alarm bell exactly when the Saturn-Pluto conjunction happened. Not, not kind of close. There was also a Kalasarpa yoga in the sky, which in Vedic astrology means all the planets were in between the moon's north and south nodes. And I've typically find these are dire times throughout history well now you go back to secret societies who are demonic um the evil spirits know a lot about astrology they're involved with it they're literally involved i think by force by the upper angels to be involved in this whole matrix we call astronomy astrology and the earth it's a journey of the soul it really is and i think there's many dimensions that are cross-correlated to this one. Um, there's no question the government's been playing with time travel and magnetics and folding over different uh, dimensional portals. This stuff is real. It's it's not a, a theory. It's, it seems to be very real from what I've heard and what I've seen. And uh, look at Skinwalker Ranch. Look at many of the paranormal phenomena that has been measured by some pretty good scientific instrumentation and people. And um, I, I think uh, the, the military has, the advanced military has been involved in this stuff for quite a while. A lot of stuff going on on this planet. Yeah. A lot of stuff. Fascinating times. And I, I guess what we can do individually is try and manifest that, that timeline of the Phoenix rising from the ashes, right? Well, that's all going on over the next couple of years. And, you know, what can we do about it? Well, I think one is hold your space and keep your sanity. And, um, you know, there's, I, I think, I think there's forces that are backed, you know, George Washington should have never won the, the revolutionary war, but from a military standpoint, um, I'm glad he did. But my point is, is military experts have looked at that and said, geez, you know, what he was up against and the force, you know, the, the, we didn't have cannon factories here at that time. Um, we didn't have the resources and the the um, capability of overcoming a very sophisticated, well-trained army like the British had. And yet there was some miraculous things that happened that caused it to happen. It was like fate. It's almost like midway with, with Japan. So it's um, th this country has a blessing and forces behind it. And I think it does because even though we've had a lot of very nasty and bad people manipulating it and causing a lot of wars and so on and so forth, the core tenets of this country is very divine. And that is the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. And it's being used against us in many very creative ways right now. And they're they're manipulating this place in a lot of very demonic ways. And, uh, you know, Thomas Paine, I encourage people to listen to my YouTube channel. I mentioned a man named Thomas Paine on one of the, he, he was the reason. He's, the, he's like Elon Musk is doing right now. I don't believe Elon Musk bought Twitter 
totally on his own. Now, I'm sure if you look at his checkbook, he's doing it. But it's very interesting because Elon Musk owns a company called The Boring Company. It's one of the largest underground tunneling companies in the world. Not only does he own that, he also owns um, uh, Neuralink and, and uh, AI and SpaceX, to name a few, and as well as Tesla. So I believe somebody got to him or somebody's working with him because he, Thomas Paine, came to the United States. He almost died getting here. Uh, there was bad water on the ship back then. There was sailing. And there's a good YouTube podcast on my uh, YouTube channel. Just go to Jeff Harmon Astrology and you'll see it. And what it what was talking about was he was the reason the colonists really got behind the revolutionary movement and the revolutionary army was because of the papers. He, he printed a, a document called uh, Common Sense and a, a series of other articles I mentioned on that. Well, look, what's, what's uh, Elon Musk doing right now? Same thing in modern day comparative you know, analysis. And that is he's releasing all of the uh, proof of the coercion with social media. And that's just with Twitter. I wonder what they're doing on other social media platforms. So they, the, the government loves the internet because we're like fish in a barrel. We buy things on it. We talk on it. We do everything on it. Everything is going into the digital world. And this is where freedom and fascism are colliding. And the fact that Musk is exposing this, say what you will about Elon Musk, I think it's quite miraculous. And it's waking people up. And when enough people see it and you get the populace really pissed off, that's where um, I think you know the so-called good guys are, are showing themselves. Yeah. Well, we're definitely in fascinating times. I am super interested to see where this is all heading. And I love these astrological updates. Before you head out, let everyone know where they can find you and if they're interested in getting a reading, all the good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, Jeff at jeffharman.com. That's H-A-R-M-A-N, not O-N, but Jeff at jeffharman.com. And also check out my YouTube channel. You can, you can sign up. We've been experimenting with a lot of different methods of putting information out and there's going to be a lot more coming out. So uh, yeah, go to Jeff Harmon Astrologer or Jeff Harmon Astrology on the YouTube and sign up. And uh, that's, that's two ways. And then for readings, just go to jeffharman.com and um, Jeff at jeffharman.com. So, yeah. Excellent. Well, we will definitely have to do this again soon. Like I said, I love right. these updates. And until next time, everyone have an excellent evening. We will talk again tomorrow. We'll see y'all then.